Welcome to the Hot Copy Podcast with your hosts Belinda Weaver and Kate Toon. In each 20-minute episode, we'll be sharing the secrets of successful copywriters, including copywriting tips, shortcuts, writing resources, interviews, and laughs, all focused on helping you to become a better copywriter. I'm Belinda Weaver, and this is my co-host, Kate Toon. Hello. Today, we're going to be talking about the tone of voice you use in your copywriting, how the tone of voice you use influences how effective your copywriting is, and how to capture the right tone of voice for your customers. As we've done in other podcasts, I think it's a good idea to start off making sure we all know what we're talking about, and that is what is tone of voice. The tone of voice you write in is not so much what you say as how you say it. It's the personality and the flavor of your copywriting. Now, you know, it could be honest and direct, humble, it could be cheeky and funny, it could be scientific and clinical. But the right tone of voice, I think, makes any copy more readable because it fits the content and it fits the business and it fits the audience and it connects them all. So, Kate, do you agree? Different definition? No, I think that's I think that's perfect. It's like giving a copy personality, you know, whatever personality that may be. And I think it's super important. You know, we're all competing for our space and for our customers, um, competing for new business. And uh, every marketplace these days is crowded, unfortunately. So we need to be very clear about who we are and how we talk. And, and there's different ways we can communicate this. We, we do that through how we look, through our design, and we do it through how we sound, which is our tone of voice. And we do it through how we behave, which is, you know, how we work with people. So often people get very into their visual identity. You know, I must have a logo. What are my colours? What typography shall I use? But our verbal identity, our tone of voice or our personality is a crucial part of how we connect with people and our customers. That, that, that's my little, that's my spiel. What do you yeah. think? <laughs> no, I think it's absolutely spot on. We, you know, I think we both write in um, quite conversational tones of voices. So we, I think we're really on the same page about this. And we cannot emphasize how important it is because if you don't sound different in any way, shape or form, you just, no business will stand out. That's so, it. And I think it's also, and we're going to talk about this a little later on, it, it brings more clarity to what you're selling or, or what services you're offering. And it makes all your copy more consistent which then makes people get your brand and your business quicker, you know? They understand who you are and what you do easier because you're the same, you have the same tone no matter whether it's on your website or your DM or wherever it may be. So how about we go through some shortcuts and processes here? Like how do you start nutting out the tone of voice for a client? What's your process? Ooh, it's, 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 it's not easy, I'll be honest. So I often um, have, oh, my first point is to send the client like a couple of page brief and I'll ask them the question, you know, what is your tone of voice? Um, and often I'll just put like a random selection of words, you know, some of them are kind of tone of voice related and some of them aren't. Um, but often they really struggle. So when I actually speak to them on the phone, I'll, I'll ask them questions around the subject and say things like, well, you know, if your business was a person, what type of person would they be? Or what words have customers, previous customers used to describe your business? And sometimes that gives them a bit of a steer and helps them, you know, work it out. Mm, that's a really great uh, question. What what words have previous customers used to describe them? That's a really good one. People should steal that. That's definitely a good one. I mean, Especially I used to... when you say good words, of course. Yeah, you know. of course. <laughs> 
I mean, I used to do something similar. I used to invest quite a bit of time in the brief um, working through what the brand personality or the business personality was. And I used to try and get them to, you know, nail maybe three or four words that encapsulated the persona of their company. And a, a lot of businesses just have never thought about their their business um, in that way. So it can be quite tough, but it's a very important conversation to have. Um, I also like to imagine a real person is is talking to me. And so I find it easier to write in a certain tone of voice. Once I have a couple of words to cling on to, um, I imagine that as a real person talking to me. Yeah, that's quite a sort of classic uh, trick and it's often used in a lot of creative writing. So, you know, if you're trying to write dialogue in books and plays, you know, most creative writing tutors will say, look, try and imagine somebody who's saying that, whether it be somebody you've met or somebody off the telly, and think, well, how would they talk and, and what words would they use? Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's a great way of doing it as well, I agree. One of the things I did find, though, is um, clients sometimes find the process of defining the, this kind of persona that we're talking about quite difficult, but they also get this, there's a certain amount of confusion between personality characteristics and maybe the values of the business and how that plays out in a tone of voice because they're not really the same thing. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, even I find that a bit of a struggle sometimes, you know, like say the brand wants to come across as knowledgeable um you know that's one of the that's one of the brand values though is that would that be a brand value or would that be a tone of voice see even i'm a bit confused about that what do you think see i think that would be a brand value like that would yeah. be a personality trait so then Excellent. you have to say what does knowledgeable sound like yeah totally okay cool well i, I get it then but like for example say you want to come across as uh, sounding honest you know, one way of, of doing that would be to kind of use plain language, you know, no fancy words and, and no jargon, maybe to put some statistics and stuff through your copy so that, you know, you're proving that you are telling the truth and, and maybe using social proof like testimonials that back up your claims. So, you know, you've got, yeah, like you said, you've got brand values, but then it's important to say, how does that brand value sound? How would a person who had that attribute or that value talk? And how does that play out in the copy? So, Kate, I know you often work for quite big corporate clients and big brands. Um, do they ever have this kind of stuff written down anywhere as part of branding guidelines or anything, or do you have to do it from scratch each time? Yeah, I mean, most of the you know the big banks and, and things like that will have you know tone of voice and brand guidelines that they'll send through, and you know some of them do a really good job of it. So they'll have like this is how we speak, this is how we don't speak, you know, and you've got exam real life examples, which is so helpful to a writer. But also often I'll get the job of helping a client define their tone of voice. Um, so I've done that for a few clients. And again, you know, it's about taking that word, like knowledgeable, and then saying how that works out in the copy. And I've actually, I'll include in the uh, show notes a link to some assets on my website, on the Kate Toon website, where I've taken like four brand values and I've then worked out how that would you know, translate in the copy terms and they're like downloadable things that you can print off and stick on your wall. I love a little industry jargon you just threw in there, assets. So for anyone who doesn't know, an asset would be <laughs> what, a document, a download? Oh my God, did I use assets? I didn't mean to. It's a downloadable thingy. Is that better? A PDF. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grab your downloadable thingy on how to uh, translate tone of voice on Kate's website. <laughs> 
In your experience, Kate, did you ever get any contradiction between maybe the tone of voice that people were asking for and the rest of their brand? I know I did sometimes. Yeah, and I think you get a lot of contradiction as well between what the client asks for and what they really want. So, you know, they'll say they want chatty and then you do chatty and they're like, oh, we don't want to sound like that. So, yeah, definitely. And the only way you can prove it to the client is to write it out and to let them see that this is what that brand new value is going to translate into. This is how that sounds. Do you really like it? Is that really how you want to sound? Yeah. Did you, you ever do any kind of like little bits, of little snippets of copy to say, do you, do you want to have a look at this first? Yeah, that's what I always do. So I um, will talk more on this when we go through processes. But the first draft that I send through to the client is just really an outline. And I generally try and write 100 words of copy in the chosen tone of voice for them and go like, look, hey, this is this is how I'm going to write the rest of the copy. So say now whether you like it or not. And, and that's a really great way of, and, and sometimes what I do is I, I, I hype it up a little bit. So I take it to the max a little bit. Um, you know, so if they've said they want, oh, we want it to be really colloquial and slangy because we're talking to teens and we want to, you know, we really want to sound like we're one of their mates. So you do that, but you take it a bit further than maybe you would. And then they go, oh God, no, can you pull this back? Can you pull that back? And that then helps you realize how they really want to sound yeah that's a really yeah. good tip because you know you do not want to write 10 pages of a website and then have them go oh no actually we don't want to sound like that at all because it's yeah. it's really tough to change the tone of voice once you've heard that little voice in your head <laughs> So I've got a question for you now. I think one thing that you know, fresh copywriters and even old hands can struggle with is separating their tone of voice, how they write their website or their blogs, from how the client writes. And they struggle yeah. to find a range of tones they need. Uh, you know, they're always, or they're matching their own voice. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Do you have that problem? I didn't have that problem and that's basically because I was always lucky enough to have a pretty wide range of, of types of clients. So a client might come to me and say, we really love your website and we love your blogs. Um, so we want to work with you because you seem awesome. <laughs> no, but we don't necessarily, you know, we're a financial advisor. We don't want to sound like you do, but we, you know, we'd like to work with you. So I often had that kind of situation. I got to write in a lot of different styles and tones of voices. So I um, ended up putting together a little guide for myself on what different tones of voices, um, how they would play out. You know, like a conversational tone of voice would use more contractions, more formal tone of voice wouldn't. Um, shorter sense sentences in a conversational tone of voice versus longer sentences. Um, so I, I had a little guide for myself. And one thing I do in my copywriting masterclass is get students to write in um, five or six different tones of voices so they can really see how difficult it is because it is important to be versatile. I think, I'm sure you have this, Kate, clients will come to you and say, we love how you sound, can we sound like that too? But you can't bank on that. No, totally. I think that's a great exercise that you do on your on your course. I wish I'd had the opportunity to do something like that, you know, and have it sort of marked. I mean, I guess I did in agency life because my creative director would say, hey, that's just so wrong. That brand would never sound like that. But that sounds like a really useful exercise. And, and as you said, like, I'm maybe... I've got uh, now people will sometimes come to me and say we like how you sound so we want to sound like you that does happen and and funnily enough it's often like insurance brands and IT brands that are trying to 
you know, they want to sound less dry and less boring, so that's why they've come to me. Um, but as you said, you know, you can't just write like yourself all the time. I mean, that, that would be, that you wouldn't be a very talented copywriter if you couldn't switch hats and, you know, change the, the way that you write. So I think it's very important to understand though, that. And often, you know, I think when you're starting out, you don't really have a clear idea of, of what your voice is. So yeah. maybe it's yeah, easier think- to be versatile at the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, but I think it's like we said um, uh, in a previous podcast, I can't even remember which one, but like that's why it's so important to write your own stuff as much as you can. You know, whenever there's downtime, write a blog post, um, you know, write good social media updates, send out good emails, you know, and have your tone there so you can discover what your tone of voice is and be clear on that. And then you can differentiate it from your clients when you need to. Mm, I've definitely become more confident um you know, and it's a fairly obvious thing to say, I've become more confident as I've become experienced, more experienced, but I've become more relaxed and comfortable with my authentic tone of voice. I think when I started out, you know, I just, I didn't want to be controversial and I wanted to appear professional and, you know, and it was just a bit bland. And I think that's kind of how everyone starts. But the more you write, the more you find your own way of saying things. And that's really good for your own marketing. But that's also what you have to find in your clients. Yeah, I agree. So, Kate, I think we should talk about some examples of brands that we love the tone of voice of, just so people can understand some variations of tone of voice. So, I thought I'd get started, and it's a bit sad, but I want to talk about cleaning. Um, (laughs) One of my favorite brands is Method Cleaning Supplies, and I chose them purely on their tone of voice. So, I'm in the grocery store, and I'm choosing between, you know, two different natural earth-friendly cleaners because that's how I choose my products Um, and one of them on the back had a unicorn and it said things like we put the hurt on dirt you know powerful non-toxic cleaning is not a myth we're still working on the unicorns and it was that line with the picture of the unicorn that just completely sold me you know it was very different to all the other products and it really tuned into the kind of thing that I like it was a bit quirky and it was quite fun and I think that's the power of tone of voice. It can help someone choose between two brands right at that moment. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. And then unicorns aren't going to be everybody's thing, but they've obviously understood that the kind of audience that's going to go after their products is going to love unicorns and that kind of cheeky attitude. So, you know, they've worked that out really well. I've got an example, but it's actually, it's one of my own. Is that a bit bad? My example would be a brand called Wovey. Um, they make towels, which I know towels aren't particularly sexy either, you know, cleaning products and towels. So if you can make cleaning products and towels engaging, then you really are on a winner, you know? So this is a towel brand, but a towel with a difference. It's kind of got unique qualities. I know I shouldn't use unique, but it's, it's, it's not your average towel, put it that way. Um, and the client did that thing that we both love where they came and they said, look, we want, I want to be quirky. I want to be u- unusual. I want to be different. Um, so we, you know, really tried to work that through the tone of voice. And one little example was, you know, when we're coming to describe how lightweight the towel is, because it's really light and easy to fit in your gym bag or your beach bag. Um, and we could have said, 
said, look, it's 364 grams, you know, which is kind of meaningless anyway, because what weighs that? And we could have come up with an example that was much more boring, but instead we wanted to give it context and we wanted to make it quirky. So we ended up saying that it weighed about as much as a small hamster, which <laughs> is random and odd, but it's kind of in line with your unicorn thing. It's going to make maybe make someone smile and maybe the right the kind of customer that we want will smile at that. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's just one example, but yeah, I think that worked really well. And I loved writing for that client because they really kind of just embraced that quirky tone of voice completely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and what we've said earlier, you're, to have a unique tone of voice, unique, to have a different tone of voice, it doesn't have to be quirky. But when you can find those little moments that can make your business stand apart, the customers that will really identify with it will choose you over someone else. That's it. You know, rather than being vanilla to everybody and everybody feeling kind of, yeah, yeah, they're okay, you know, or indifferent to you, I think it's better to have raving fans, you know. So some mm. people who maybe don't want your brand, well, fine, but the ones that really do really love you. Tone of voice can really help with that. I agree. I agree. Well, my next example is not actually for a product that I use at all. It's Dollar Shave Club. And I have to admit, I've only ever kind of watched YouTube clips of their ads. And they're the kind of thing, it's a subscription service. You, I think you pay a dollar a month or something or whatever, you get sent raises. I'm clearly not the target market. It's really, really blokey. Um, but it's not kind of like Zoo Magazine blokey. It's, um, it really appeals to a whole range of men and it really sets itself apart from companies like Gillette. And this is why I really love it. It's um, really natural. It's kind of funny. And it's really well executed. And I think that um, tone of voice is really important in this company's efforts to stand apart from other big razor companies like Gillette, which are massive. Yeah. And, they, you know, they, they probably could never compete with those guys because they just have huge yeah. marketing budgets. So, you know, the smaller, another really important point is if you are a smaller brand, having a really clear and engaging tone of voice can create cut through that you maybe could make you be able to compete with the big brands. I've got another example and again it's another one of mine but um, the reason I'm giving it is because it's an example for copywriters when you're actually asked to write in a tone of voice. So for this one it's a, a, a company called Play Market Research and they wanted a video script and they wanted it in the tone of voice of Little Britain. I don't know if you know the... Uh, the narrative at the beginning of Little Britain. Oh, yes. It's done by um, an ex-Doctor Who, and I know you're a huge Doctor Who fan, <sighs> Mr. Tom Baker, who is my favourite oh. Doctor Who. Who's your favourite Doctor Who, by the way? This is an important thing. People need to know. I would have to say Matt Smith. Is, is I know it's Dave. I can't say no to David Tennant because he is you awesome. I like him. I like Peter Davidson. Matt Smith. Ew. <laughs> You're an old school Doctor Who fan. I can see that. <laughs> anyway, back to play market research. Yeah, so they wanted it to sound like Little Britain. And so, you know, what you have to do then is you have to kind of go and listen to a lot of those little intros and kind of get that kind of tone, the pacing, the kind of phrasing um, and work that into the video. Um, and we'll put a little link to the video at the end of the podcast on the website so that you can check it out and see if you think I did hit the mark when it came to that tone of voice. We'd love to check that because that's really quite unique and it's bold. And what we're talking about here is loving companies, whatever tone of voice they want to go for, but having the courage to really be different. Yeah, exactly. Well, the last one I wanted to mention is probably a big one. I know it's a company that you know very well and that's Moz. And, you know, they're a very big SEO 
services and content company, probably the most well-known. And, you know, the reason I like them is they're not quirky and they're not super funny or anything like that. But for a really technical topic, I think they make SEO super accessible. They have a really, um, really great way of explaining these big complicated topics in a way that almost everyone can understand. And I I think that's really great for companies who don't want to go for the quirky, funny angle. Yeah, and I think, you know, they, there is a sort of uh, an approachability to Moz and um, they use their figurehead, Rand Fishkin, very well. He does these great videos every Friday where he explains an issue in a, and as you said, a not necessarily quirky way, but a very understandable, very approachable way. And I think that tone of voice flows through everything they do. And maybe it's actually his tone of voice that they're using across the board because I've seen him present live as well. And it's the same voice. You know, um, so they're very consistent as well, and that's a really important thing. You know, no matter what they're doing, whether it's in person, on the website, presentations, videos, the tone is the same. So you never you feel like you're always always with mods. And the other thing, you know, when you read the website, it feels like uh, it feels very conversational, not in a slangy way, but it feels like actual people have written the copy um, and it's the people at the company and it feels like you're kind of talking to them and I think that's really important for these you know technical or you know more uh, companies that maybe have services that you hold at more arm's length like lawyers and stuff like that it's got to feel like when you pick up the phone nice friendly genuine people are at the other end yeah, I agree. And I think too often people think that professionality um, and coming across as professional means that you have to be overly formal and almost cold. You can be professional and approachable. The two things are not opposites. You know, they can work together. So um, that's the end of our examples, I think. I think we were going to talk about our top tips. Yeah, that's. I think that's a nice way to end the podcast. So, so I'll go first. I'll lead the way on this one. Um, I think knowing your audience and the language they use is a great first step because you have to speak the same language as your audience. Yep, I agree. And and kind of partnering that, knowing your business and the values that you stand for um, and translating those into a tone of voice. And Mm. something you just mentioned, being consistent. So there might be a little bit of variation between platforms because you might have people at different stages in the sales process or their buying cycle. So you might speak to them slightly different. But as you said... It's got to feel like you're speaking to the same people everywhere. Agreed. And I think, you know, we've talked a lot in this podcast about being quirky or crazy or whatever, but I think it's, you know, we're not saying that everyone should go out tomorrow and be quirky. What we're saying is be authentic to who you are. If your brand doesn't feel right being particularly quirky or crazy or whatever, um, that's fine. You just have to be authentic and you have to be able to maintain it. So don't start with some ridiculous out there tone of voice that kind of you're going to get sick of in a couple of weeks and not be able to maintain. Be authentic to your brand values um, and then you'll be okay. Yeah, agreed. And on the brand values, my next tip is to know the difference between brand values and tone of voice. So you might have a brand value such as expert, knowledgeable, friendly, you know, approachable, but you have to work out how that sounds in your copywriting. So if a person has that quality, how is it that they talk? What kind of words do they use? How long are the sentences? You know, all those kind of things. You have to take it to that next step. 
And this one, um, for actual copywriters, so, you know, I think all those apply to people um, in business writing copy, but this is one for, like, your working copywriter. I think it's important that you, as a copywriter, develop your own strong tone of voice, and you write in it as much as you possibly can on your blog, social media, wherever, in your emails. That way, potential customers can get used to your tone of voice, they can grow to love it, and they may eventually hire you just so you can write that way for them. I think that's a really great way to wrap up. I think we've covered tone of voice pretty well, Kate. What do you reckon? I reckon that's it. Tone of voice. Done. Done. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you like the show, don't forget to leave us a rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher. Your review will help other copywriters find us. You can also head to hotcopypodcast.com and leave your comments on the blog post for this episode. Until next time, happy writing. Peter Pepper picked a pop of poo poo. That's okay. <laughs>